Well, looks like we're starting the week out in the hole here. A uh, little chaos in China going on. And what's that going to do? It's going to put the battle for 4,000 back on the table. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some bad news for Biogen. Good news for another drug company regarding the Alzheimer drugs. And um, we'll get into these Black Friday sales. I guess people are back online. A special announcement coming when uh, Triple D and uh, Mitch come on here. So, Mitch, let's get the week started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning. Good morning. I uh, was hoping for a flat open with a double close right at the high of the move. Uh, no can do. Open lower and continued lower. Down 30 handles at 4.002.50. Uh, the buck. The buck is down 39 cents, attempting to make a new low for the move at 105.52. TLT up, uh, looking for a bad jobs number maybe on Friday. That's up 60 cents at uh, 103.50. Uh, unrest in China, not good for uh, oil. Down 224 at 74.07. That's the lowest it's been, I think, in over a year. Uh, gold flat, 1768.80. Silver in the red by a nickel, 21.56. Bitcoin under 16K, down 410, 15,890. And Ethereum futures, they are down $17 at 1148. Let's bring in Triple D and Money Mitch. Guys, how you doing today? Soft. Well, first things first, right? The chat telling you what they need to be telling you. Go blue. Great oh, win for Michigan. Look at all the blue love out here. Unbelievable. They love you. They love you, Joel. Unbelievable. First, I thought about yeah. you all day, Joel. I was like, right. the blue is just pouring out of your blood right now. Probably <laughs> pouring out of your mouth as well. It had to be a really exciting day for you. And where is Ryan Dietrich when we need him? More like yeah, we're going to but... get it. But that, that that's <laughs> that's what my announcement's related to. I, oh, you know, cool. how you just, like, you know, like Tom Brady, like he's sticking around too long maybe, right? And, you know, these other athletes. Well. I'm officially toning down my fandom. I'm going to go out on top. I have two years in a row being <laughs> Ohio State. The first time since 99, 2000, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put the blinkers on. Uh, and I'm just, and I told Lisa this, she didn't believe it, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to tone it down a little bit, except for the Michigan basketball game tomorrow night at 9 30 PM. We play Virginia. I'm going to go to that and be a little tired on Wednesday, but I, I just, you know, you got to, you got to take what the what the football gods give you, and I don't know if I'll ever see something like that again. That that was a butt kicking. But people aren't here to talk about. So, oh, one other thing, I do have proof of text messages that I sent to my good buddies because they all, you know, want to know what they're gonna, you know, what plays Michigan to run. And I said Cornelius Johnson and or Ronnie Bell. 
we're going to have to get involved. Cornelius Johnson had those two huge plays. So, but like I said, you got this team figured out, Joe. I got this team figured out. Yeah. Harbaugh finally living up to expectations. But what's going on in China is what we got to talk about because it's not good for our markets by any stretch of the imagination, Ripple D. No, um, unrest. I mean, everybody is sick of zero COVID. We're sick of them being in zero COVID because it keeps screwing up our markets here too. So now you're getting unrest, you're getting riots, you're getting, I saw some Mm -hmm. people getting, like it just gets to an extreme. I I saw a video, I don't know how much of it's true or how much of it's fake news, but somebody, you know, some uh, China officials were welding welding an apartment building shut so that people couldn't get out because they might spread the COVID. Meanwhile, Every single person in North America has had COVID or has COVID. I think I've had COVID for the last three months. I think it's long COVID. I don't feel sick. I just can't get rid of this last little cough. Call it the COVID cough. They're calling it the 100-day cough. But, I mean, there's no zero. It's impossible to get to zero COVID. This thing is with us forever. We just have to learn to live with it. Until China figures that out, we're still going to have these Chinese markets in turmoil. So I have no idea when they're going to figure it out. Hopefully they do one day, but the people are sick of it. And that's what you're seeing, obviously, over the weekend. Yep. And it has a lot of a lot of impact on, uh, you know, um, our supply chains, obviously. So I don't know if you want to go to Apple or, or crude. We, we crude down here at uh, 227, down 227, 74 bucks. Uh, Money Mitch, how do, how do you want to how do you want to start the show out today? All right. Well, I wanted to get out of the China news and talk about some of the positive that we saw. Looks like the consumer was spending some money. Or it looks like it. Black, Black Friday, good. A record nine point one two billion online shopping during Black Friday this year, according to Adobe. Overall online sales for Black Friday were up two point three percent year over year. But this is where it gets a little bit interesting. And I'll go ahead and I'll throw my question of the day today: Is an increase in buy now, pay later? A good sign or a warning sign because it looks like buy now, pay later payments increased 78% compared to last week. And then when you go and look at it, <laughs> buy now, pay later revenue is up 81% for the same period. You wonder, so, oh yeah, everybody you just guys likes tell that. Me, well, yeah, is that when, a good sign when or broke, a warning buy sign? Buy now, pay later, and buy now, pay never sounds pretty good. So I was like, I'll do my Christmas shop. We'll just buy now, pay later. We'll worry about this next month or next nah, year. I can pay, I can yeah, pay the iPhone in this. the next, you know, 13, 36 months. It's okay. You I mean, know? that business model is working so well for a firm. $13.02. <laughs> what was the high on that thing? When everybody is going to buy this now and pay now. $176 I... to 13 That shows you how well it works for the businesses. Works very well for the consumer, though, Mitch. Yeah, just buy definitely. while buy now pay later but and in the long run buy now pay never in the long run i've already come to question this on my show stock uh, stock market movers i talked about that i definitely think this is a bankruptcy type of company in the long run when you think about it what does a firm do right a lot of people don't think about this but they're what they're doing is the same thing that happened in the financial crisis they're packaging up these these debts and they're selling them off to try to create that margin. And what's going to eventually happen is these packaging that they're doing, eventually it's going to get to a quality level that no one's going to want to grab it. Their margins are going to fall. And I think 
this is a perfect example of a company that's going to come out of this time as being one of the catastrophes of this time of the buy now, pay later scandal. It is. It, wow, it, this yeah. is not a good thing. This is exactly what they were doing in the financial crisis, just bundling things up, sending them off because it gets a certain credit rating. And then you think they're good packaging, that they understand the risk. But usually that's not the case. And that's exactly what happened in the financial crisis. It's it's the trouble. Yeah, it, it is kind of to a certain extent. Obviously, it was on home, home so it's home a little loans, different. Yeah. It's yeah, one thing you know, to yeah. lend money on. You know, okay, let's go buy some knickknacks or some toys or you know, obviously right. some clothes or whatever. It's quite I mean, you another can buy thing expensive to, stuff you to, can to be buy... lending money, you know, that they can't afford working you know, on the houses. So not quite to that extreme, but it just goes to show you why we haven't really seen the recession hit yet. And it's because the consumer still has credit. The consumer still has equity from all of their home increases. That takes time to break. We really haven't seen the consumer break yet. And everybody's like, oh, they are going to navigate a soft landing. Are they? Or is the recession just delayed? And the feds, obviously, we've had Blue Putnam on multiple times. Is it just delayed the Fed actions? So I'm in the latter camp that I do think eventually the recession is coming. I think it's going to come hard. I think we've seen everything where the credit card debt has increased. Obviously, you know, we haven't got to an extreme where the consumer is broke yet. But the Fed is trying to break the consumer. That's the goal here to try, try to bring down prices. And I think the Fed eventually wins. It's just takes it, taking a lot longer than what a lot of people thought. So I don't think soft landing's in the equation. But we're at this moment, though, still. You can't get full bearish because, one, the seasonality is in your favor. Two, we're kind of through earnings season. So we're not going to really find out if, you know, the consumer's getting hit, you know, on a lot of these companies until January when we start getting, you know, end-of-year reports here the fourth quarter. So I think you're still buying dips here and fading moves, maybe buying dips on up still traders market. Uh, one interesting point that came up in the chat too, is like, okay, well the sales are up, but you know, the, uh, the sales in, <laughs> inflated by, you know, the higher inflation, right? Well, I there's mean, a point to that what, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where, what, you know, the cost of goods purchased, Versus what you you know, chances are people might have gotten less for that nine billion than they did whatever they 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 spent last year. So that's an excellent point. People are still it's tough. I mean, we we can sit here and try to figure out you know when when the like the consumer is going to get strapped, but we've been saying that for a long time. Shop to you drop is the big winner. I just want to point out that that hit a pre market high of thirty nine fifty. Daily high right there. If you're looking for more continuation, just under 40, you had a daily high at 39.78. Important to get through that. And Amazon is getting a little boost from this too. Oh, man, that's just been sleepy. Look at the quiet ranges. Well, we we did have a market for um for Amazon. I'd be keeping an eye on uh, 94 and a half. Uh, that splits the highs, and I'm gonna get this right from Wednesday and Friday. Those were your last two sessions. Yeah, definitely. Much, uh, I, I, ahead, I think we just, you know, and I think, I, I still think it's coming. I, you know, chat saying, yeah. I think people are still going to spend for Christmas. I don't think people are going to worry in the next month that they're getting tight for money. So I don't think you're seeing like all of a sudden, you know, the Christmas spend is going to really suck because everybody's broke. I think people are finding the money. I think it really hits after the new year yeah, where I people are like, okay, 
now you know i gotta start watching my now bills. i'm really strapped yeah now cash. i'm really strapped going into 2023 i mean i think that's when it's gonna start to hit so i think the next mm-hmm. month is still green light for stocks here because the stocks anticipate nothing they don't look ahead it's false you know people will say that it's a nice thing to say in the media it's a nice thing for your economist to say oh yes stocks look out six months they don't they don't look out six days they're stupid so just keep that in mind when you're trading that's why we make money as an efficiency traders finding you know that's why there's opportunities if the market was perfectly efficient none of us would make money as traders the best you know people i know who make the most money are traders so i still think you're green light for the next little bit here probably buying dips not going full bearish here because i don't think there's i don't see the tape bomb coming joel i mean to to you know to, to just looking at tommy lackey's point what's the next tape bomb well, yeah we get some china you know there's some Fat, unrest in yeah. china but i Dang. don't see an imminent scheduled tape bomb here unless the cpi comes out in two weeks when is cpi give us a to us again the date mitch do you have it the 13th in 13 13th that's two weeks away that's the PCE next potential tape week, bomb no. you get pce this week that that one can hit what day is that uh i believe it's thursday but let me just double check here yeah the cpi Jobs. is the next potential tape bomb if it came in a little hot then we'd be like oh my god it was a one-off and they might actually hit stocks on that if it comes in light they'll green light these things to 420 so, I mean, the next one will be, you know, the, I think you just oscillate and you chop around a lot since then. So, maybe you're still just fading everything. Buy dips, sound rips. It's worked all year. Why has it stopped working in the last month? Thursday, I was right. Got to test myself sometimes. We'll keep an eye on that PCE number. Thursday, but, PCE, right? But, the, but this week, we got a lot of earnings, too. This is, yeah, we do have a cloud, lot of earnings. Cloud Clouds. Yeah, cloud earnings this week. There's going to be a lot on the tape for earnings. Uh, some of the earnings stocks this week. Tuesday, you got CrowdStrike, Intuit. Wednesday, Salesforce. Uh, you get per, uh, Pure Storage, Splunk, Five Below, Snowflake. Wow. Um, I don't have one right now, but I'll get you we'll guys get that a little bit later. Uh, yeah. Thursday, Kroger, Zscaler, ChargePoint, Dollar General, Ulta Beauty, sure. uh, Amberella. There's some interesting ones there. Yeah. Uh, definitely take a look at that. Uh, Thursday seems like a big day, and Wednesday seems like a big day. So those are the big jobs days. number on yep jobs number on Friday too, and then Friday yeah jobs number. So that's that's going to be the big days. I think right now I was really like bullish for a while, and we got a nice little run right. Now I'm starting to get to the point where I think we could be stuck in a range. I think we're going to be stuck between this kind of topping action that we just got here uh, from last week and three nineties. That's where I would look for us to be within that range for a while. Um, I don't expect to see like, you know, 370s, like Dennis says. Like, I don't expect to see a tape bomb bringing us back down towards the lows. But I also don't expect to see just utmost like exuberance into the market now. I think at, at some point you're going to get to this like, okay, we got enough bounce. This is enough of a rally. And a lot of people are going to get to the point where they're probably going to just take some profits and we'll probably be in the middle here at least I feel, for the end of the year. And what could bring us back down is, of course, another spike in inflation. I'm worried about oil prices that they did jump in the early part of the month. We know that they take different readings. They did spike there to 90 at some point. So that's the only concern I have for inflation reading. If, if oil is not going to help on the next one. 
Mm-hmm. That's what that, I was. That, that's, that's what I was a little concern. concerned. Oil about. is not going to help. Oil helped them last. It's not going to help this time because oil prices have come back up. A and little, then the a following one's going to be further down from where we are, right? Because it looks like oil keeps Wait, dropping. Are you talking about crude oil? Are you, you're mm-hmm. talking about yeah, when, crude they took, oil. when they took the reading because it's down quite a bit over the last. Yeah, we yeah, but the November won't show up. So you got to go back right, to October. Right, look right. at the rally we had from September to October. That's Everything lagged. Exactly. All the data they look effect. at lags. There's a lag yeah. effect there. And that's why I'm worried about a spike in inflation and that being what could bring us back down into some, like, you know, I would call it realization, right? There's some optimism in this market. I don't think that's the wrong thing. I don't think you should be pessimistic in this market now. But at, at some point, you're going to be a realist when you start getting a hit down if you do get inflation to spike a little bit higher, right? We want to see the trend continue, not give a little bit of a spike. The uh, the thing that uh, um, is concerning is that I can really identify grade resistance, right? I mean, uh, you had, um, this was the spike up. Uh, I'll just put where the, uh, the arrow was. This is what that good PPI data right and that's when you spiked up here and then you kind of had you know the thanksgiving giddiness uh and you got up to that area like almost uh in the globex sessions which is obviously different uh but so you really have you know great resistance like i can say you know that's the area that we need to get through to have this uh fairy tale scenario now on the downside here when i was looking at the levels you know overnight you know if it's just going to be a buy the dip kind of thing, where are they going to step up and buy the dip? Because like 4,000, there's nothing really there right now. I think just for, you know, being Monday, starting the week, making the dip under 4,000, I think the bulls really got it stepping up right here. Uh, because if we start to leak, I mean, the bottom of la- uh, last week's range is a good 50, 60 handles from here. So there's really not a, like, this is, if you're buying the dip, this is the dip you're looking to buy. I just think it might be a little bit early on this one. So that's what the market's going to, you know, starting out on the Monday, you know, we were all happy on Friday, right? The Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend, and now there's a turn. So I think, you know, I think the bulls will step up, but I just, you know, it doesn't look like they're going to do it right here. And we're right back battling for that level of 4,000. Remember I said, well, you know, it's okay to get through it. It's okay to trade higher, but when are you going to make two, three, four lows in that area? And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens today on it. Yeah. Now uh, we could take a look at the oil stocks, right? They're starting to get hit with that China news. Of course, the kind of the re, uh, the closing down, the lockdowns affecting the demand for a while there. We thought that China was going to come back online and the demand would be high for oil. Well, that's certainly going off. Do we finally start seeing these energy stocks fall off? Uh, today, XOM starting to come down a little bit there. We'll see if Exxon Mobil, Oxy, will these start falling off? The the hardest thing for the energy stocks and why they have so much trouble selling off is they all have low PEs. And this is just back to the PE trade. Everything, even to Friday's action, everything that's got a low PE is holding up really well. The banks can't seem to start selling off here. The drug stocks, you think, oh, they've had a pretty good run. They're going to start to roll over and they buy them right back. I mean, it was such a huge buying opportunity for a lot of those drug stocks last week when they were selling off and, you know, right back Merck. You know, it sold off from 103, I guess it was two weeks ago, down like 98. And they buy it right back up to all-time highs here again. So the energy stocks are the same thing because you're seeing separation. We've talked about this too. 
where you've got oil prices coming in, but XLE, XOP, the oil stocks just will not come mm-hmm. back in. And that's because they're all sitting with P's of six, seven, eight. And people are like, that's what I want to be in. I want to be in low P. I want money now. Pay me now. We're in an inflationary environment. I want the money now. That's why the relentless bid in energy continues. Plus, you know, you also have the fact that these are trades that nobody was in for the last 10 years. They're not that crowded. Maybe they're starting to get crowded. Maybe, you know, a lot of the money has moved in there. But there's still a lot of people who are overweight tech and underweight energy. And every time it pulls back, they try to boom and reallocate that a little bit here, too. I was one of them as well. And I've missed the energy trade. But the low PE trade is still on. Hard to break that. I don't think that low PE trade changes for the foreseeable future. And a lot of these stocks pay a dividend, too. That's it. You're getting paid, too. I mean, yeah, the dividends aren't nearly as nice as they were not, at not one near, time. Right. But ExxonMobil right. is still 3%, 3.2%. Chevron is still 3.1%. XLE is still 4% dividend, Joel. So you're getting the capital appreciation while you wait. I mean, I obviously wish we would have been talking about this and getting bullish these things six months ago. But it wasn't as apparent that people were going to jump into PEs like they have. The PE trade is fully on. Doesn't seem to change. So that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. I can see a pullback on XOM coming back towards uh, maybe that 100 point, which is just slightly above the 50% retracement of that recent big move. We'll see. Big part of it is uh, there's a 23% retracement where it keeps bouncing around that where you see those wicks on the dailies. Um, That's the 107.48, 107.50 area. Uh, There's a 23.6% retracement where it keeps holding there. We'll see if it comes back below that. Uh, let's go towards Apple. Let's good. Let's talk a little bit of Apple stocks as Apple shares are falling on the report that the plant trouble could result in 6 million fewer iPhone pros. Uh, protests have erupted in China in the recent days over new lockdowns and COVID-19 restrictions. And this was reported by Bloomberg. We talked about this on Friday and it's uh, it's been a trading range for the last couple months. And when we talked about it, it wasn't quite up near the top of the trading range. Uh, it still was a good sell then. I, you know, this is, there's not much good news, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, this company. I mean, it does have its, uh, its rallies, but I mean, looks kind of thin. I mean, where would you step? Like if you wanted to buy the dip on Apple here, I mean, you wait wait for it to come back down to 135. <laughs> Maybe the next time it goes down through 135 might be the last time it, it it holds that area. That's the major support. That's just so that's just like the point I was talking about earlier. Like, where's there a good dip to buy at Apple? You know, today. All right. 145 was a low, uh, like a two-week low. But then underneath that, your next daily low is at like 140. I mean, it's a trading range. So I'd I'd be more content to wait for, you know, one, you know, that 135, 140 area than just like taking a blind stab here at 145 and looking for a bounce. It's not cheap. Stock is not cheap. That's the biggest problem here, too. It's why I've hedged it after this many years. When I originally bought Apple and people, you know, have just started the market a year or two ago, might not realize this. Apple's P.E. was 11. Apple's P.E. was 11. It was like, why does Apple not get any love? That's what we talked about seven years ago when we started the show, Joel. Do you remember that? We first started the show seven or eight years ago. Maybe it's even been nine years ago now. We've been doing the show a long time. Um, We talked about why Apple 
doesn't get the love of other tech stocks. Other tech stocks were trading with 25, 30 PEs. And Apple is sitting there trading with an 11 PE. And you're like, well, when is this going to get the valuation expansion, the multiple expansion that it so much deserves? Well, that happened. That happened during COVID. This hasn't got the multiple contraction that it deserves now. It doesn't deserve to be trading 24, 25 mm-hmm. times earnings. It's a cash cow. It should probably be trading 17 or 18 times earnings, more to a market multiple. So I've been calling for multiple contraction here for a while. It hasn't really come in. It's basically where I was hedged. I know it was around 155, so it's about 10 points down yeah. where I hedged it. But I mean, I've, I've, I've had that Apple for a decade in my portfolio. I wouldn't be going neutral on it and hedging it if I didn't feel like it's overdone. So anyways, that's where we're at. I think Apple is not your stock you want to be buying on dips. I do think that, you know, it's going to get hit. I, I, everybody says they're still going to have their phone during a recession. Yeah, but are they getting a new phone during a recession? Are they going to sit on their old phones longer? So if you still think a recession is coming, I don't think Apple is just one of those sticky things like a consumer staple and people buy new Apple phones anyways. I don't think that's... It's got to be something else. It's... It, it's uh, it, well, it... One thing too is when we had Gene on, you know, over the years, that that was the thing. You know, his thesis was, you know, I mean, getting the love for the the P. I mean, it's still it still's grown though. I mean, it's still grown its revenues during that expansion. But it, you almost get the feeling that I mean, there's got to be some besides all this unrest with China um, and the things that are going down with the iPhone. You still got, I mean, services are just. There's got to be. It's got to be something else. You know, there has to be a, a, another catalyst for the, the issue. I don't, you know, I'm not you know, going to go out and uh, hop into the, the metaverse. I don't know which way Apple, but you've heard, you know, Apple cars. You've heard different things. Apple TV, I think, I think they really, where are they going to, you know, come up with something, something new to make up for this uh, slowing demand? Because I, I think it's here to stay. Whether or not you had, uh, you know, I mean, I keep my phone forever. I mean, a lot of people do. So that that would be the thing if I, you know, um, long term holder of uh, Apple today. Traded down three twenty one on pretty good volume too. Would you go so far to say that maybe Apple is a short from here? Because that's how I see it a little bit. I see it as a short towards 134. And then if you break uh-huh. that, you can you can you just start really cutting. So I don't know what 150 was a, an important level for me to watch it recover. It recovered there for how long? Two, three days. Tried to get back through 150. Couldn't do it. It couldn't do it. And so at my level, that's the upside like kind of resistance from here and i'd be looking for bounces to short but that's just my perspective i no, i think that's it's and it's all the show is just all our perspective so obviously mm-hmm. we don't know crystal balls we don't know anything we're just taking educated guesses you know we've got some yeah. market hours in us we're taking educated guesses i i think so too i think i'd be selling i've been selling bounces in apple <laughs> it took me a long time to get myself hedged up you know i needed bounces i was i wrote this thing down yeah. in march to like 130 or what was it may to 130 and i'm like man this sucks and then i had the ridiculous rally it got back to 155 and i was like that's good enough and then it went to 170 which was just lunacy i mean people were paying 26 times earnings if you're buying apple at 170 those days you're saying we are you know interest rates don't matter nothing matters all time highs the way it goes and we know how that worked out so i i'm with you mitch i think not rallies are to be sold in apple i think there's a lot better places and people who think this stock is cheap aren't looking at historical multiples for the stock relative to itself. It's expensive. 
Uh, same thing here as I talked about the S and P's. Uh, like, where do you st- uh, you got this low at one forty four seventy? Or excuse me, one forty four uh, thirty seven. That was your low on the eleventh. So, you know, you got to be already down three bucks. So you're shortening down here and looking for another seventy cents. Uh, but what is going to have to, you know, in my and this is the same thing for the market. You know, can we establish a bid, you know, 142, 143, you know, somewhere in this area defending this low, this 140 low, um, and then, that, you know, and then, you know, get the buyers in here and then, uh, uh, you know, curl up a little bit, maybe get back and fill the gap. But it's been, ro- this thing's been rocky since October and you've had the trading range. So let's see, let's see if the, let's see if the market can create a new number today. Uh, 144.37. That would be the first area I'd be looking at, um, on this down open. See if we take that out after that, your next daily low is 139.50. All right, let's go to Win Resorts as Win Resorts is getting a little push there as they disclose that Win Resorts and Macau received uh, provisionary awards for gaming concession, pretty much license from Macau to continue. So if you're seeing why certain resort stocks or casino stocks, more like it, are getting a lift, if they have any exposure to Macau, that's probably why, because it got their license to keep this pushing. Is, this is puzzling here. I, I don't know. Yeah, this uh, seems like an opportunity this, to me, but <laughs> it seems like such an obvious short that like you don't want to short it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but go longer term. I mean, this stock has just absolutely been killed. I mean, you know, yeah, you look that's, at this that's, thing. That's and the perspective. We, where, but where who's was going back to casinos? People are people gamble. People still gamble. People like gambling. They don't go. Away. I think going I think, to Macau is a gamble itself, Dennis. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, that's but my I thing. Know, like, who's you know, going if you to go China? To an MGM, and and maybe to Mitch's point, you're better in an MGM. Yeah, than, yeah. Than I, would I would say, say maybe like I an probably MGM. agree with that. I'd rather be in an MGM than a win or a Las Vegas Sands. And I mean, in an MGM case, and here's here's maybe a play if you really think people are still gambling. The recession will hit the stock is the problem. That's why what mm. keeps me out of it. But the yeah. PE on MGM is twelve. So, I mean, it's a fairly cheap stock. When the earnings are volatile, we've had the Macau situation. I believe they lost money last quarter, which is why it's not going to show you a, a solid PE. Um, I don't know if you can go grab the Ford PE, maybe here, Mitch. But it's not it's not expensive. Oh, the Ford PE. It was not, not if they can go back to making money how they were making it before. But with the Macau situation, the wild card pending recession, there's easier places to be. I don't think this is correct, but mine is reading 101. Yeah, it's because they weren't making, you know, they're not scheduled to make. But if you go, like, to the history of what Wynn has made, you know, and if they could get back to making money like they were making it, the PE isn't that high. But this is not the place to be because there's so many unknowns with Macau. I'd rather be an MGM. So would you rather, taking it from CNBC, they take all our content, we'll take their, (laughs) we'll do their would you rather game. Would you rather, I'd rather MGM. Okay, with uh, with all that being said, first of all, this... There's only one name for this this rally and win, and it's the Tillman Fertitta rally. I mean, he made that buy. We got the gap up. I I almost a hundred percent sure that it was on this day. And then I think then you know they got some sneaky upgrades, and then this is just taking off. So it's not making sense, especially what's going on with China. Though Mitch, you did mention they got some license renewed. Mm-hmm. I would just you know for today. You know, 8050. Uh, that was your 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 4 a.m. high with everything going on. Uh, the high of the move is 8050. 
that's a buck and a half away. So, hey, bulls, you know, take it through there. Right now, that's resistance. Uh, where to buy this thing? Like on a dip? Like I'm going to buy this thing up four bucks? I'd wait. For, if you want to buy this on a dip, maybe wait for just under 76. Uh, your last three highs, the quiet days at the end of last week, you had three highs right under 76. So 76, 80, 50, they're your levels for uh, win. Um, LVS, that's uh, that's trading up two. What's the high of the move on this one? Boom. Well, that got through the high. Nope, 46. 46 was your high at the end of last week. Or excuse me, 45.04. You got you got through it today. So this looks what well, this like uh, look, doesn't look like that 45 number is going to be as good as the 80.50 in win. And what else do we have? MGM is the one you mentioned, Dennis. Yeah, I like that one better. Yeah, I like the chart better too because you can lean on uh, you yeah. know like this one if you're stepping out at 36.20. Then you lean on those lows at 35. Uh, but make sure this one holds 36 off the open. That's where you had a pair of highs from last week, 35.96 and 35.92. Well, one thing I'll definitely look for is one thing that I'm, I'm seeing is there's some resistance that should come into play around the 80s from the price action in uh, it's the window here. That's from about uh, February towards about... Uh, March of this year, you can see there's some resistance there on the daily to the left-hand side. You got to pull a little bit more and then you'll see it. There's some uh, support that should be playing as resistance. That's what I'll be looking to play as resistance here and then get knocked down. If we can get close towards 79.87, reject that 80 breakout, I'll be looking for win. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to Pin Duo Duo. As they reported earnings here, uh, EPS at $1.21 beats the $0.65 cent estimate. Sales at $4.99 billion beat the $4.31 billion estimate. And there you see it. Nice little push, even though a lot of the China stocks were down, right? Another one that is a little bit conflicting to the noise that's out there. Yeah, well, they usually beat earnings. Usually a lot of these China stocks beat earnings. So gap reporting versus China reporting is always a concern. Uh you know, but I digress. It's good. It's a good quarter, at least as reported. So mm -hmm. nice pop, rocking the trend. But people hate China right now, so it's hard to just say, "Oh yeah, let's jump in and chase this thing up ten bucks," because the China trade has just underperformed for so long. It's just tough to be in China. Yeah, I mean, this is a gift. I mean, if you were holding this thing through the earnings report and then you saw the news, you'd be like, even if it had a good report. Uh, so it's up 965. It's already done. You know, obviously, I've been trading. So 76.84 uh, is your pre-market high. So I'd be looking to get up to that level, hold that level, and keep on going. Uh, if not, whew, the top of yesterday's range is not even uh, – not a consideration right now. That's uh, that's down at sixty six, sixty five. I don't have anything from you uh, for you on the monthlies either. So, if you're looking for another daily level, maybe you know break down the weeklies or some dailies. But uh, it hasn't been up here. This is uh, this is a, is that a new high for the yeah? It ended last year at uh, fifty eight thirty. Oh man, talk about a. Just a mind-blowing performance here from Pin Duo Duo. I mean, up on the year. I mean, how many China stocks can you say that about? I don't. I don't think you can say any. Um, Tim is out today. No market structure. Yes. What? Yes. 
Yes. I'm about yeah. to get on there, Market Structure Edge, and do my own Market Structure Edge. Oh, I'm so disappointed. No, I was just getting ready to do my problem. bushwhacker dance, and all of a sudden you pulled the rug out from underneath me there. So, all right, you got to hear us ramble on here for another 25 minutes. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Should we? What? Too bad we just can't like randomly like call people and just like surprise guests. Well, that would but, be good. Uh, hey, this is Joel from Pre Market Prep. You're live <laughs> right now. What do you think of the stock market? Yeah. We. Whatever happened to getting our get our, our phone lines in, man? We could make this like a 10 hour show, like. Have yeah. Jim Rome like make it? Yeah, the right. the big thing is there. Uh, we, we need some upgrades. We need some upgrades. I need a I need a, I need a better mixer here to be able to handle that. But that's just the way it goes. We'll get it done, team. We'll get it done. Uh, let's go towards the next Jeff, conversation here. About gd.com. You were breaking up, Joel. Was that me or you? Was that Rogers or Comcast? That was Comcast. Me- that was calm because <laughs> you don't know. I was like, maybe it's my end, maybe it's your end. <laughs> oh <laughs> Those man! Joel's end you know what? I'm gonna send this to Comcast and Rogers. What, what what were you looking at, Joel? Well, JD's on the screen. I'm thinking he said JD. I think JD. Yeah, JD? I said I said JD. Yeah. All right. It was, there you go. Well, yeah. You, you want to take a look at that? For, take a look at uh, JD.com. I like you pulled it. back. I like it. Yeah. You Can pull, you hear you me? Pulled back, Joel. Do yeah. technical. We got you. We got you. Go, Joel. <laughs> Joel's on it. All right. This is in no man's land, too. I mean, look at all the gaps in this thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do a, a simple 50% retracement here. This move, if you're looking to buy a pullback, uh, that's not good. Let's see. Uh, you guys are messing me up. You had a high here of 59 Low of 33, 43, 53, 23. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this 45, 46 area. This is a tough chart. I, I I wanted to mention it. I would just say it's not up today. It's trading more like China. You're looking at it short term. You want to see it go green at 49, 49, 48. Had a uh, real bad day on, on uh, Friday uh, ahead of this good news. All right, let's go. We'll go to the next stock. Let's go towards, uh, let's talk about what's going on with Biogen. And it looks like a smaller therapeutic stock today. Uh, That's going to be Axum Therapeutics as they announced there that they achieve primarily endpoints uh, for their phase three trial in Alzheimer's disease. Uh, So they're getting the lift. That's AXSM. And it's actually affecting a bigger stock, of course, um, with an added catalyst, let's go to different stocks, Biogen, and you guys can take a look here. Science Org uh, reporting that a woman participating in a trial of experimental Alzheimer's treatment had recently died from brain hemorrhage. Uh, second death linked to potential antibody treatment. So it's mm. not the first one, it's the second one, and definitely affecting Biogen down there in the pre-market. Yeah, so I'm more interested in the Biogen than the smaller company, obviously, because I own Biogen shares. Um, yeah, that's not good news. I mean, the wild card for this stock is this Alzheimer's drug. Obviously, it's up, you know, 105 points from the 200 up to 305 just on prospects. That We're going to get a full approval on this thing. But then when you hear about people, second person dying, it's definitely a concern. Market debt taking it not in stride, down 11 bucks. It is off the lows. It was below 290. I mean, there's tape bombs potential here. You got a third one, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man. So I, I don't know what to say here. I'm still long, and I'm sticking with it, though. 
What was the news on, was this an upgrade or something? Uh, back on the 14th, you had a real big move up. And you, you created a, uh, you created, you did fill the gap in the pre-market. Uh, the top of that gap was 9101. You're off that. So that was a breakout from this area. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe it was a good market either. day or whatever. Uh, but yeah, but if they want to, if they want to shake this news off here, um, and say, you know, who knows, maybe some other reasons that, uh, you know, other uh, health complications that were going on. I'd say you yeah. you got to build a base here at 290 and you're off that low. After that, you know, get get back up. It, it was trying and now, you know, it gets hit with the tape bomb. So uh, see if it can hold the gap area called 290, 291. Uh, look at that as potential support in B, I, I, B and then. This other one got a big pop and uh, doesn't look like it's done yet. Uh, look for more fun if it can get to 69. And then I set my sights on 71. Ooh, that uh, you're high from August 26th. All right. Joy let's breaking keep going. up a little bit here. So uh, we, no we've worries. got. Yeah, let's uh, let's grab another stock from the ticker here, Joel. Really, I, Comcast I, I, again. I, you were good for a day, and then Comcast pulls the rug out from under you again. So I shouldn't talk. Roger sucks too. So that's I'm having him. Is. I got. I'm gonna have him come out. So. Have him come <laughs> out. Yell at him more. They need more yelling. Although, <laughs> if you saw my tweet from the weekend, um, I was feeling in a nice mood here because obviously I need to say this to myself sometimes. But it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being kind. So exactly. yell at them in a kind way, Joel. Exactly. Yell at them in a kind way. Compassion. So, underrated. Compassion. It's underrated. Yeah. It is. Highly. It underrated. is. I know it's frustrating, and I get frustrated with Rogers. I get frustrated with a lot of things, I'll tell you that. And I try to tell myself, and obviously, you know, even in the stocks, we get frustrated at times. We try to say it in a kind way, but I don't know. At this point with the Comcast, I'd have trouble being kind. <laughs> it more, it'd be like comp passion you see what i did yeah. there uh let's go to jp morgan here upgrading it's a double upgrade for and amheiser bush uh imbev uh, as they were at overweight rating and now being put towards underweight um analyst uh gerard said that the team now sees the scope for the earnings uh outperformance for bud and uh, of course uh they pointed towards reduced balance sheet risk, attractive valuation of 14.6 times 2024 uh, price to earnings and 8.3 times EV to EBITDA. Wow. Uh, so there you guys see it getting stepping up here and a lot on valuation here for Bud. What is the PE on Bud? Uh, let me look at it for what it is Just right grab now. That. The future Obvious. attraction was that's what they were looking at. Remember, Bud is an ADR, so it's already traded in Europe for five hours here. So um, you don't have to worry about like, you know, oh, it's up in the pre-market, but it's going to tank afterwards. The ADRs don't trade like that because they've already traded. This isn't the primary market. It's the secondary market. So it's actively trading up here, $59, up 4%. It's been a big move. Whew. I tend to think this is a PE stock too, though, like low PE. I haven't looked at Bud, but it just 22. looks like good. Oh, it's not that low, but it's a consumer staple. Yeah, so that's, one that's what other helps thing it. going for it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Those consumer staples they never. I like tap better on evaluation. 
uh, and you can see Tap has been performing better too. I think Tap is the leader here. Um, so if you like this mention for Ambev, I would look at Tap. As Tap has a 13 PE there. I like Tap. I could get talking. It makes a little bit more sense to me. But what do you see on that chart, Joel? Claude, they did. They're moving this thing two and a half bucks on a, on an analyst move. So I mean, whatever. If they want to do that, that's fine. Uh, you can look at the pre-market high and use that as a target. But at fifty nine fifty two, but I don't know. That just seems like. I mean, it's already figured it in. It's already priced it in. But I I don't know on you. Your monthlies, if you're looking for another target, your next monthly high doesn't come in to uh, 63.5. Did have a, a a beverage analyst on Wednesdays with Wedbush last week. And, uh, you know, these, these companies, you know, people are still buying their beer. They're still buying their soda. They're still buying. Maybe they're not getting like the same volumes, but that's one thing that, you know, the consumer is not really cutting back on. They're still they're still getting their, their suds. So, um Big move forward overnight. Let's see if it can hold. Continuing on ticker time, extended ticker time. I like this. Yes, yes. We we can go towards another one too. Um, I got some other upgrade and downgrades here by JP Morgan. Uh, let's go do one more here and then we'll take stocks from the chat. Yep. JP Morgan downgrading first solar to neutral, raising mm. price target to 190. Wow. This has really been an interesting area to watch this year. Has so been solar and a lot of this since August. Is it time to start turning around or do they still got some more legs? These analysts, Spencer, or these analysts, um, these, <laughs> an, these analysts, I was actually going to say Joel, and I don't know why I popped out Spencer, but <laughs> these analysts, Joel, are just ridiculous because know. here they know. are downgrading the stock, but they're raising their price target to 190. What are we supposed to do that? You raise your price target, tell me the stock's going to go up another 15% from here, but you downgrade it. So, I mean, conflicting message here from it, but, you know, the bots don't look at that. They see downgrade and they just sell. So, I mean, this wasn't even a very bearish report if, they down, if they're lowering the price target. What, to 190, you said, Mitch? To 190? Yeah, 190. Yeah. So, I don't even know. Um, this has been an unbelievable performer. It's way overextended. Does this downgrade turn around and pull the rug out from under it? I don't know. It seems like every time it pulls back, it's just another buying opportunity. Yeah. Uh, one sure. thing to mention. Tough, uh, tough, tough, tough. What do you think? I'll thinking? just give you some support in this. Uh, it had what parallels at 163.50 if you're looking to buy the dip on this one. Down 553. So that's what I'd be looking at. That's your next daily low. Uh, two lows actually in that area, 163.50. And you know, if you're trying to wiggle out today, uh, the, the bottom of yesterday's range is definitely achievable um, at 167.31. One thing I've noticed is that I've done this for SPWR. I have not done it for First Solar. So, of course, I'll put that out so that you guys know what research I did. But I've looked for a while now on SunPower and I've looked at seasonality and I've liked their time between August and January. So August, mid mid month in August towards the end of the year has a tendency of doing pretty well on these solar stocks. So now I would start calling that the seasonality seems like it's going to go away. So I would be a little bit careful about these stocks if seasonality isn't going to support it. One way that you guys can look at seasonality, of course, I'll give a shout out to my man, Rob Friesen with Stock Odds. You guys there can you check that out. And that could be one of the ways that you guys can do deeper research, way better uh, data 
on this seasonality. So check that out if you guys want to go and looking into that. All right, let's go. Let's take some stocks from the chat. We can yeah. do one here. What do you think about Netflix, says Ivy? I like this question here. Still long it in my wife's RSP account, which is the Canadian equivalent to your IRA. Still long it. Every time it's pulled back, it's been a buying opportunity. Nice little pullback. And again, it's not an expensive stock, especially relative to itself. I think it's a place to be. I think if it broke this recent trend, I'd be concerned. So I don't want to see take out the low of the move at 277. You're not that far from it, but could take a shot here and it seems like there's analysts that are just lurking ready to upgrade it again because they're on the wrong side or maybe some of them are on the wrong side i don't know i kind of like it but i'm still long it so guess talking my book battle of 284 today uh those are your lows from wednesday and friday right around that area so uh a little bit of a down market today but keep an eye you want to get back above that uh, 284 um, and then take a you know take a look at the close at eighty five fifty. Uh, this had a bad day on Friday, uh, dropping uh, just about six bucks. So uh, keep an eye. Uh, make sure that two eighty four turns into support again, uh, not resistance. Uh, next daily low as uh, Dennis mentioned two seventy seven thirty four. Once again, another chart where if you're looking to buy the dip. You know, like where where are you stepping out, right? Where are you gonna, you know, what's your risk reward gonna ratio gonna be? So for here, uh, heavy concentration on two eighty four. All right, and one thing I would mention about Netflix is maybe look at Disney because I feel like this is, and for Romar and uh, Twitch out there, uh, he says we don't pay attention to the Twitch chat too often. He says, says seasonality five more times in the next two minutes. Well, what about seasonality coming into Disney in the end of the year? Disney movies, a lot of the Christmas movies are on Disney. Who knows? Maybe this gets a lift in subscribers. I actually like Disney here. I do too. Um, I'm long it, so wish I was actually long more. Um, they probably should have just bought the recent pullback there when it got down to the 94, 95 area there after you know the ridiculous pop up on Iger, and then the you know we got the 50 percent pullback to it. So technically that was your buy at 95. Um, now it's 98, not far from it. Um, I think if you're looking for a stock, maybe towards the end of the year, I'm still worried recession could hit this eventually, but I do have a long term account a half-size position, a long-term account. It'd be full-size, but I wasn't worried about a recession. I kind of like it. Uh, I didn't read the whole article, but uh, um, Disney uh, was in Barron's, and they they talked about it. Like, Bob Iger has a bigger road to hoe than he thinks. So I would take that as a bearish, you know, a bearish article, trade down a little bit. Now I want to buy more. Barron's is bearish. 102. I think you got to reclaim 102. Um, until there, I, I still think that, uh, you know, path of least resistance. I mean, you had the dip, you didn't fill the gap, but uh, I feel better if, the, you know, nice market rally. This got bid back above 102, but that, that's good resistance for now. Andrew, you'll be next, but let's take uh, Spotify. There's a couple of people asking about Spotify in the chat. We know how Dennis feels. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's a PE play, right? So yeah. I, I'm a Spotify. My wife's got like the family package or whatever it is. So, you know, what? multiple people using Spotify here. But and, and it's cool. You know, we can just go and put on I can put my gangster rap music on whenever I want, which is awesome, except when the kids are around. Um, so I like the product. It's just evaluation. I mean, what is this trading? Is it even making money? Does it make money? A little bit of money? Nah, I don't think it does. I'll Not take, much if it does. Take a look at it. Yeah. yeah I'm looking to. 
like somebody was saying Netflix could buy them. I don't think so because the valuation is still just too high. I mean, this has been a multiple contraction for a long time. I think it's got to contract more. So I don't think you're done with multiple contraction in Spotify. 81, I'd say, you know, getting above that high from uh, the prior week, 80, 87 was the high. So getting up, establishing a bit of uh, 81, uh, that would lead to, you know, the next move higher. Uh, good three days, you know, nice three day move. So it moved up today. It, it's holding flat. Uh, I don't know, maybe eh, 16,000 shares here. Uh, if I was trying to protect profits on a long here, I know it's not too far away. Uh, but you know, you've, the lows have really moved up. If you take out 77.19, your next daily low comes in at 74.78. All right, let's go to another stock here. Uh, this will be reporting earnings later <laughs> in the week. Uh, Dollar General, Zach Ari. Oh, I forgot Andrew. I can't can't leave him out. Hold on. I said I'd do Andrew's one. Uh, what was Andrew's? I'll look for it after this one. We'll do we'll do DG and then we'll do Andrew's. Reports Thursday. It's been so resilient i mean i just have trouble buying stocks at all-time highs right now i just i know your momentum traders will say these are the ones you want to own and it's true but 2022 has been a contrarian year so i mean in 2020 2021 it was true you want to always own everything making new all-time highs and maybe that's going to be the case i mean the stock has been an unbelievable performer yes it does okay during a recession because people still shop at dollar general they go there to buy their groceries do probably shop more during a recession so not recession proof but recession resistant for sure so i love the company i like this stock i wish it'd give me a nice pullback to buy if it misses on earnings and pulls back maybe that's your opportunity but Seems like everything dip on this thing continues to get bought. It's been a great stock. Dollar got hit on the Dollar Tree and then it just came right back up, didn't it? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, this was the day. Yep. So, boy, oh boy, two sixty. That's a roadblock on the upside ahead of earnings. Looks like people are trimming, and then uh, on the downside here, your low from Friday two fifty four fifty seven. That's minor support. Better support comes in closer to 251. Uh, that's a pair of lows uh, from the 16th and 17th. But a lot of choppiness here between 255 and 260 for DG. All right. Uh, Andrew was asking about when airlines are going to go boom. D-A-L. Oh, man. I mean, the airlines have held up fairly well, too, in the last month. Overall, they haven't. I just have trouble getting in these airlines and saying this is like the turnaround. I know people are still traveling. Maybe it's, you know, we've got the next month. Still seasonality is good here coming into this Christmas season for travel. So I think you might have, you know, a one-month trade here. I wouldn't want to own them after January. Uh, it's th- it looks like your 36 seller. You just, just loves to go up and hit whole numbers and then pull back and then blast through them and then come back down to them. Old support, new resistance. That 31 was the level before. Uh, but it looks like someone for just for today, it looks like someone's come off that, uh, that 36 and they really got an opinion here at like 35 and a half. Uh, actually you had two highs, 35, 38, 35, 39. So Keep an eye on that. 35 and a half. I'd make that three-star resistance today. Um, and then coming back on the downside. I mean, I think maybe if you're trying to protect profits, give it a little bit under 34 bucks. Uh, do see three three lows right in that area. 
uh, from last week between 375 and 417. So that's a look at DAL. I don't know. I haven't looked at uh, UAL. That's a little bit more whippier of a stock. That's still holding up here. Uh, tough. Uh, love for more local travel. Uh, that had a nice move. Let's just go broad. Maybe I'll dial. Oh, UB has always got the lower up. beta too. Yeah. Yep. The jet. I mean, the they look good effect. in uh, crude. You know, oil prices coming down. That's not a bad thing for them, right? Uh, you know, help make up f- for those higher labor costs. But the last few times I flew, I mean, it's been the airports have been packed and the service has been good. So, trend is your friend for right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the airlines. Uh, we can keep going. We can take uh, one more that I wanted to take a look at that had some numbers released. Of course, Shopify, and that was uh, due to the online wow. sales. Uh, they have a lot of insight into this area, so I I like that they're pulling out here. They put out a form six talking about uh, Black Friday record with three point three six billion in sales. Uh, so Shopify, not a bad little move today. Can it continue? I actually kind of like this one today. This I'll is going to be one. Well, I'm not saying it's the Amazon of t- 2002, but it has the potential to be that. I like meaning, that call, Dennis. Me, you like that call? Yeah. Meaning this is like putting all your small businesses online. It's like a backbone to small business online. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastically run company. And the multiple just got stupid. And we know that, you know, when it got to 160 or $176. At a certain point, this is, I'm going to say right now, Shopify, I'm not, nobody knows anything for sure, but I do not think this is a zero. I think this is no, actually no, no. one of those that's going to emerge as, you know, 10 years from now as one of the leaders in online commerce. Mm-hmm. So I want to own this stock at a certain point, but it's still the multiples. It's still not a cheap stock. It's gotten a little bit cheaper, but it's not cheap whatsoever. And, you know, it's going to struggle during recession as well. But I do think this is one you want to have on your shopping list. And eventually I'm not going to buy on the day it's up 6% either. Probably would have been good to talk about it three days ago when it has a little pullback. But this is on my shopping list to rebuy this at a certain point in time. I think the October low, $23, could be the low for you know a, a, a long time going forward, even if we do pull back in a recession. I like the stock. I like the company. I want to pull back, though. All right. Just uh, uh, looking at the resistance here, uh, you do you do have some, uh, some confluence here. 39.65 is your pre-market high. You have a high right here at 39.78. And then uh, the day that it made that high, it closed at 40.02. And that was the high of the rebound. So uh, it looks well bid here, just under 39, just based on the, the short-term charts. Uh, but let's see, see if you can get a, get over that pre-market high, establish a, a bid at 40, uh, and the next high comes in at 41.73. Is it st- is the P still way it's, high oh, on this Oh, it's nosebleed. I wish still it would come bleed. in. I wish it would get cut like by another 80%, and then it would be reasonable. But I don't even know if they make money. I think they did at one time. And somebody's saying Spotify is cheaper than Shopify. These are two completely different companies. Even though they sound the same, Spotify, Shopify. We're talking two completely different companies. Spotify just does online music. Shopify puts every small business. The the room for expansion in Shopify is just immense because it's every Mm -hmm. small business's way 
to easily get on. And it's not only it. it's not only small though, Dennis. I'll yeah, also state true. that it's not only small. They also got yeah. big ones. And I'll tell you right now, I've gotten a lot of things through Shopify, and I would go ahead and say, at least from my experience, that they have a more accurate tracking of your package than even Amazon does. I would this even go as far sneaky. to say that. And so their technology behind their tracking is sometimes better than FedEx. Literally, I can go to the FedEx status and not get a better update than I can get from Shopify. And it's literally coming from FedEx. Yeah. They know more about the package than FedEx knows. Yeah. So the technology behind Shopify, I think is amazing. I think the, so the too. The actual Mitch. platform is amazing. Now it's just going to be a matter of valuation. Yep. And then meeting the investor's eye. And so at this, this is one of those companies that I think in, you know, in the long run, especially someone like myself that are looking for companies to add for, you know, 10 year exposure. This is definitely one of those. Companies I, I think so too. I think at. if you got a 10 year time horizon, you're buying this at $39. I think you'll be happy. I think you're going to get a better price. I think you're going to get a retest of the thirties eventually. I don't think we're blasting off and going 50, 70, 90, because I still think there's a recession coming, but I think when we start to emerge, from you know this fed rate hike cycle and inflation gets in check this is going to be one of your big winners so eventually i do think you want to own this one again it just does so much i think the business is run amazing i not going as far like i'm, I'm, I'm you know i kind of said it i think this could be like the amazon of 2002 so i think at a certain point in time you want to own shopify i just don't know if it's today have Great you company. ever ordered something from Amazon in the morning and got and got it got it in the afternoon? It's amazing. We or, too. at least I mean, ordered Amazon something in the morning. Amazon's got it going on. Yeah, and we're not and saying this is going to be replacing Amazon. I think that they can get in to actually competing there, though. Yeah, competitor. I, I, we're not saying it has to. And obviously, you know, it's not even close. These. I'm just saying it can grow like the Amazon did. As much mm -hmm. as e-commerce, we didn't know it was going to be the online bookseller that emerged as this e-commerce giant that sells 11% of everything, basically. You know, we didn't know that back in 2002. I'm saying Shopify has the potential to grow like Amazon did. So it can be one of the major players in e-commerce. It isn't right now, but it can be that. It's that mm -hmm. good of a company. So I do think eventually you want to own Shopify. They'll put the squeeze on Amazon, hopefully, and you'll be able to get some of that market share. We'll see what happens That's there. All you need to do. Uh, right, 903. Guys. Let's wrap it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to hop here. <laughs> like I said, I don't know where the support's going to emerge here. Um, under this pre-market low, man, there's not a lot in here and uh, just missed a gap fill on the upside. Doesn't you put look the like ES for us? Back. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look like you're going to get to the bottom of yesterday's range as we speak right now, but it'd be palms out at that uh, at Friday's low at uh, 30, 40, 24.75. And like I said, I have an interday low down at 62 and a quarter. I don't think we're going to get down there either. So see if the bulls could step it up and uh, depend, uh, defend this 4,000 level. Uh, all right, everyone have a good day and um, be back later on. All right. Have a right good now. one. <laughs> yeah, no worries, Joel. I'm you have a good too. one. Get out of here. Dennis, you go do what you do best, my friend. I will. Have fun. Thanks, everyone. All right. There you go. We're going to wrap up here on Pre-Market Prep. Like always, you guys can stick with us right here on Benzinga or follow Joel, premarketprep.com and go to Pre-Market Prep Plus 
We're going to keep going. We got Benzinga TV coming up next, live trading, Benzinga Live, followed by, of course, Stock Market Movers. Don't go anywhere, team. We got a great day for you. And, of course, I'm going to keep giving the form one last week, a couple days. I'll give it a couple more days here uh, to try to get the feedback that we need from you guys to make, of course, 2023 bigger, better, and, of course, bold right here on Benzinga going to try to bring in some new things and I want you guys to give some feedback. So if you guys see that form in the chat there, you guys can click it. Give us some feedback of what you want to see, what you want to see less of, more of. Do you want live trading all day? Whatever it may be, really. We just want you guys to give us the feedback of what you guys want to see and I'll make sure to bring us more of that. Let's go towards now Benzinga TV. Hit the like button and if you didn't get your shot for of course Benzinga Pro on the sale. We had our best sales ever. So go ahead and hit it. Get Benzinga Pro today. I'll throw up that link. I, you got a couple, you got a couple more minutes left here. I don't think they're gonna hold it down too much longer than today, Cyber Monday. But get your chance. Get Benzinga Pro on the discount. We'll see you guys next time, team. Come over to Benzinga TV.